from the Stereo Sound Record Studios, your home for the best in unsigned and indie punk, rock, and metal. This is The Mosh Pit with your host, Wes Everett. Brother Hawk, Safe Passage.
Welcome to the Mosh Pit. I am your host, Wes Everett. I am here with the band Speakeasy. These guys are from, y'all are from what, Chattanooga? Yes, Chattanooga. Well, like I said, we all kind of live right, right on this little border area of Tennessee and Georgia, but yeah, basically Chattanooga. I'd say, uh, you know, a good 70% of us live in Georgia, technically, yeah. but... but that's our that's our home base, for sure, Chattanooga. Very cool. Now, you guys just played Atlanta. I say just, but it was recent. Um, it was your first time in Atlanta. Tell us about that show. Yeah, um, so... I guess a little lead up to it. The uh, we had like you know done this long run of playing a lot of local shows and getting music, some music put out and all this stuff. But then we uh, started branching out and trying to book out of town shows. And one of the first ones was that Atlanta show. And uh, that again, as our like first time playing in Atlanta, you have this I don't know kind of I don't know like thought process and what it's going to be like. This whole thing you've built up in your brain probably your whole life. And that totally lived up to it. I was totally surprised. Like, um, I don't know. It's just a great show. There was uh, like a good dense crowd there that like made it, you know, feel pretty like an intimate type of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was fantastic. What about I, you? I have to say, I was live in that show. I got to see you guys for the first time. And the entire atmosphere of that show was amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, it was cool. Like, And I guess like coming from like – playing in Chattanooga and around here and little festivals and things like that. Um, it totally is a different atmosphere, like different cities or towns have different auras, like in their, in the venue. Since I, like, I guess I didn't really think about how that would be until I saw it, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Atlanta, I, there's a lot of hype in the yeah. music scene in Atlanta right now. And just the fact that um, it was a local show in a, in a hundred cap room and it sold out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before the show even started, uh, that was just amazing. Yeah, that was, that that was our first away. like sold out show. Again, yeah. we're up yeah, and coming. You know, we're we're learning all this stuff as we go. And uh, I don't know, getting your first like sold out show, so to speak. That was, of course, was huge awesome. credit to uh, Battle of Heart and Mind. Um, yeah. Let's see, Tiny Banshee, Joe, uh, Joe Warren, who booked the show. He's an awesome dude. Uh, Sister Sleep, they're homies of ours. They've been homies of ours for a while um super cool all of them and um honorable mention uh credit to all of them too for having a sold out show there because obviously they've done something to help build the scene there and make it the way it is and they've had some gnarly or have some gnarly guitar players too oh man all of them were amazing that was cool all of the acts of that show were just they, they all blew me away yeah mm -hmm. it was awesome and like i don't know i don't know how often they play there but like you would guess just by the show that they play there all the time and these are all their fans, but maybe not. And after, like, after we played, they're like, okay, maybe not. But like, it's, it all just seemed like everyone was just stoked to see all these bands. And like, I know that sounds like, um, like the typical thing you hear from a musician talking about their show, but like, really, it was that way. And really? Like, cool. Yeah. No, no joke. The energy in the Atlanta music scene is just way different than anything we've experienced yet. I think building on top of all that too, it was Tiny Banshee's first show in like three years. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So it was her big return. She's got another show coming up at Smith's. I don't remember the date, but I know it'll be March ish. They have something upcoming up here. I'm just not allowed to talk about it yet. Oh, very cool. Very cool. 
Yeah. I, yeah, I, also, I also do booking <laughs> up here in Chattanooga. So uh, with uh, the company I work with is Invictus Presents. Okay. Like, hey, I have this secret and I can tell you what it's called. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not spilling the date yet because we're still getting some things finalized. You spilled a couple things. Yeah. No, it's not the whole bowl. There you go. You got to keep a little bit close. I've all of those Atlanta bands enough that I'm bringing some of them up here. What a nice guy. <laughs> Dude, that's going to be awesome. Keep me posted on it. I'll help share it too. Absolutely. Let's get back to you guys. You've got your so you've got your new release. It just came out. Uh, let's talk about that. Your latest single, your songs, what it was like putting that album together. Well, you, you know better, or, or as all of us do. Um, we've really like in the beginning we we're trying to figure out like should we put out albums or how what's the process or whatever right mm-hmm. um, we are intentionally focusing on making every song a single um so like in the sense of like you have an album you have your your banger songs on there and you have your you know not not like b-side songs but you have your songs that are not as good as the others mm-hmm. um it seems like the way of that kind of music and streaming and all that's going, it's a little bit more uh, correct for us to let's focus on one song at a time, put out singles. They may culminate into an album later, but I think for right now we're kind of focusing on like making every song sort of a, sort of like a separate entity from the others. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah right now is really single focused. It, it is. Um, our producer, um, Aaron Pace, is our producer he uh he's from you know yeah yeah he's he's actually coming up later this week but i i guess one of the first times we ever met with him he had a sit down talk with us and be like you know we could go the album route but we're in a spotify world and every song has to be treated like a single because you never know what song that you release is going to end up on somebody's playlist and people find new music via playlist. And if you release one song that's kind of, eh, that's going to be their impression of you forever. And yeah. that will determine whether they check you out again or not. So uh, we're just focusing really hard on making every song that we put out like the most absolute banger that we could possibly produce. Yeah. I'll say this, like, we, if like because of I guess you know we'd all still have day jobs and all that stuff if there came a time where we were all in this full-time we could support ourselves with the band um we may be able we would be able to put together like smaller EPs that are all a part of the same thing they're, each song would still have the same amount of attention to detail and focus and all that stuff but um it's just more of an like half of it too is like we you know we allot studio time we knock out that song put it out support the song restart the process so carbon stone scream
winter till I barely But I guess like, I don't know, song specific. Um, gosh, when did we record it? Deny? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we started Deny like early last year. Yeah. And then the vocals got tracked sometime in March or April. Yeah. And then, you know, we put out another song, a uh, different song, Truth I Never Told in May. And then. Uh, I can't when? remember when we put out Deny. November 11th. Okay, 11, yeah. 11. Yeah, 11, 11. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's when we put out Deny. And that has by far been our most successful single that yeah, we put out. the drop. For We've sure. got uh, getting close to 10,000 views on our music video on uh, YouTube. But like, I'm I've, sure what the play count looks like on Spotify. I'm going to look. But I'm going to look. Check it out. But like, I've wondered, like, because I mean, I think that as we move along, I think we're still in that process of like, we're our music I feel like is getting better as we go I think everybody would think that about themselves but like um we're still like figuring out what to put out on a single I suppose and so like I guess that may attribute to why that one got the support because we didn't when it first came out we didn't you know uh advertise it or support it anyway like via social media and it's still I mean it's our best song uh statistically so yeah that that probably got the furthest organic reach for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's very cool, man. That's that's awesome too. That you know, you've got your fans, you've got your followers, and they're gonna come out, they're gonna support. Yeah. And that's that's awesome. I, yeah, I think this whole run that we did in December has definitely helped out with that as far as like our monthly listeners and you know, the the people that know to come check us out whenever we come to their town again. Yeah, because uh, we had some great shows over the month of December, man. Um, we played Chattanooga and uh, Nashville, and then Atlanta, and then Chattanooga, and then Chattanooga one more time. Yeah, oh, they're all but good. Nashville and Atlanta, those were both awesome. Yeah, super fun shows. Very cool. Yeah, sorry. I know we like all over the place. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, you're good, man. You're good. That's that's what these interviews are I'm, about. I'm caffeinated now, so yeah. I'm uh, yeah, I, I go off the rails a little bit. <laughs> but um, I don't know, Joel. Do you uh, if you had a favorite show, Joel? I haven't asked you this before. Of December. Of December. Yeah, and you don't have to say Atlanta just because he's here. Um, <laughs> what what do you think? You know, I honestly think the Murfreesboro show. Yeah, that was a pretty... Uh... It was dark, it was muddy, but as soon as we got in there and started playing, the entire room just came alive. 
Dude, um, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> if they limited the, the amount of people they would allow into that room, it would have been sold out. Yeah. Mm. I consider that in excess of selling out. Yeah, no. I think so, too. It, it, it was a fire hazard at that point. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and we brought the heat. <laughs> Way to go, Joe. <laughs> hey. Anyway, that's my time. I got to get back to the old grind. Uh, keep I'm killing it. <laughs> Thanks for having us on so much here in the mosh pit. Go yeah, back man. to work. Yeah, we'll catch up oh. with you again soon. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Love you, brother. The uh, so, yeah, yeah, that, that, that Murphy's Burrow show was super fun, though. That that was a house show, dude, and that was the most wild show I think. Yeah. Well, like, like as far as I've never seen a, a spot like that. So we're going to tell you the story about this show, and I'm sorry, it probably wasn't on your uh, itinerary, but um, so it's our first time ever playing out of town, like where we had to, you know, load up a trailer and all that stuff. And I get there, I think, first, like just a few minutes before you, whatever, <laughs> yeah. and we're told this address, and like it's a dark, in the middle of the woods, muddy house. And I'm, you know, I called him back and said, this isn't it. Like, you know, we, uh, we have the wrong address by a long shot. I was um, behind him by about 20 minutes. Yeah. So. <laughs> and so anyways, we all get there and he calls them. They people show up and start setting up and everything. And yeah, it's a big mud pit. Like everyone's getting stuck in the driveway and all this stuff. But like um, once everyone got there and the show opened up and band started playing that one. I mean, you felt like it was like a punk rock, like 1980s punk rock scene or something. It was like uh I don't know everybody crammed in there your eyes are way big is that totally not the way you saw it <laughs> <laughs> no no that is that is i was just thinking about the whole scenario like trying to get the trailer in and out of there yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. that awesome. was a, that was a nightmare because it, it just had a torrential downpour yeah because all of december rained every day yeah huh. well so we we pull in there and it's it's literally like shin deep water in the yeah. driveway and uh, people are getting stuck all over the place. And, you know, we we get the trailer in like the most sensible way we can. I just have to end up pulling it straight in. Luckily, I'm a tractor trailer driver for a living. That's, That's why we my got day you. Job. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I kind of know how to navigate all that stuff. But um, once we were ready to leave, like me and Andrew were riding together and I was getting ready to back the trailer out and someone behind me got stuck and when they ended up having to get like a truck to pull them out and yeah i don't think we left that venue till two in the morning but like every bit of that every bit of that was exactly what i'd hope like in a good way yeah you know what I mean? oh yeah like yeah so yeah <laughs> it was an experience for sure definitely sure dude that's killer i mean you know that goes back to the little dive bars where you think man nobody plays these shows and they turn out to be some of the best absolutely so fun yeah. yeah oh yeah if there's a place where you could get mugged robbed stabbed killed all that stuff in one night and hear a live band fuck that's gonna be a hell of a show that's the show i'm thinking <laughs> right now yeah <laughs> yeah i think there's something to be said about the the communality of music you know yeah and just how it's meant to bring people together and give a you know a group of people the same experience at the same time and there's kind of this unifying um absolutely know, aspect to it and that's kind of where you are are going to be more prone to get those is in intimate settings like a dive bar or a house show or something like that the the concept of you know stranger 
kind of tends to go away whenever it's one of those settings where you're a little bit nervous and you can kind yeah. of tell everybody else is a little bit nervous. Mm -hmm. Kind of an unusual place for us all to be, but we're here to, you know, appreciate something that we all love collectively. Yeah. Um, and that's what I really like about those shows. They, and like, like you can say, you know, they're, there's not going to be as many people. You're not going to draw as big of a crowd, whatever. Like the, the experience is, is what we really need to focus on on those. Yeah. Cause the, the idea I would hope is that when people walk out of that, you know, the dingy hundred people crammed in a room show, like they remember who we were and say that that was like fucking awesome, you know? <laughs> and so I just cursed on you. I don't know if I should do that or could, but I'm sorry if I, <laughs> i think i've already done it like four or five times like yeah. i said i'm a trucker i just don't it it just comes out sorry grandma <laughs> there are no rules here trust me it's fine okay. we, uh, yeah, <laughs> but you know speak easy the truth i never told
you know, even talking about small shows, even small shows in big venues, we ended up catching Saving Abel on a Sunday night at the Masquerade. And there was probably 150 people, and that included the other bands. Yeah. So it was super small, but it was so cool because it was one of those shows where the bands got to be real close with the fans. I mean, they started it at one point, and I think they pulled, they were like, hey, look, everybody get to the stage. And it was maybe three rows deep. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So but it was. Like, I, would, I would bet that Saving Able like played their heart out for that amount of people. Oh, like, they I did. They would do that because every time I've seen a band do that where they show up or like, you know, get there and the people are not anywhere near what they thought it was going to be, but they still like just kill it and like, you know, bleed their heart out on the stage, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I have tremendous amount of respect for bands that operate that way that's cool though mm, that's what it's oh all. yeah and i think they hung out till about two in the morning just taking pictures talking to everybody i mean it was it yeah. was cool i didn't get a chance to speak to them because i had to dip because i had to be at work at 6 a.m the following morning <laughs> and i was like i was yeah. like i gotta go this sucks but i gotta go <laughs> that's, that's, wow, that's a good show um how long ago was that oh god that was pre-pandemic i was like 20 oh wow, oh, wow. Probably 2017, because I had just started my new job, and that was literally the week I started. But I had bought tickets when I was at my other job, so I was like, oh, well, I'm already off on Mondays. Started a new 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, the following week, and I was like, oh, I can't, I can't stay. Yeah. But yeah. I wasn't going to miss it. I was not going to miss that one. Oh, definitely not. That's cool. Yeah, like I remember back in uh, uh, the first time I heard that was, uh, what was the – the Killing Quinn's band, um, Pierce the Veil. Pierce the Veil. Uh, no, not Pierce the Veil. Uh, Sleeping with Sirens. Yeah, right. Killing Quinn. Are you talking about the show at the warehouse? Yeah, where they showed up and nobody. That was, was there. that was uh, Crown the Empire, I think. I thought it was like so, no, we came as Romans. Yeah, yeah that was it. I came. That was Romans. it. <laughs> we came. As we, Romans. Came as Romans. No, we came as Romans. I was about to bring that up actually, but like. I was always told the story about you know them playing there and no one being there but like twelve people, but they still just like went nuts and like everyone remembers them for that and so there's a lot to be said by or about yeah. bands that the, well what that. happened was they got the di- the date on the flyer wrong yeah for yeah, that yeah. ship it was here in chattanooga it was before like we came as romans became like super big um but yeah they got the date on the flyer wrong uh local band from around here between two seas opened up for them and yeah like literally 12 people showed up and they still played like they played to 1200 people yeah awesome that is that is awesome i love that let's get back to you guys <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> no you're good Going uh, off on tangent man <laughs> that's what we do yeah hey that's what makes great for interviews i mean that's what i enjoy doing because like talking to bands and learning you know getting a feel for their personality and yeah. great way to segue into that is this question of let's talk about your influences where yeah. do you guys pull your musicality from um I listen to a lot of alternative metal, like uh, Dayseeker, Bad Omens, that kind of stuff. Um, lots of like. Uh, Who's personally influenced you the most? Sir? As a guitar player, or as just as a musician? Ooh, both. I don't know. Okay, as a guitar player, I'd say like the riffs that I like to write are very. I don't know. Um, I listen to a lot of progressive. Yeah. 
as I was starting out being a guitar player, like Dream Theater, uh, got super, super heavy into Periphery. Um, Good reason, though. Everybody yeah, has. yeah. Uh, and like I, I robbed some techniques, I guess, from uh, Mark Holcomb, I guess, as a guitar player, like with the, I don't know, the way he writes riffs and yeah. the big chords that they use. Um, I like to use a lot of big chords on a seven string. That's just one of the things oh, that yeah. I do. But it makes it, it's absolutely like something that when I think of that tone, it makes me think of your playing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess so. But um, now I don't know, like I'm I'm kind of the oddball in a sense where uh, I listen to a wide, uh, pretty wide variety of music, but like um, in terms of guitar players and stuff, um, when I was younger, I really got into like Jeff Beck and like The Edge and a bunch of like, you know, uh, skewed ones like that. But um, I think like, because like when we all started this band or whatever, I had to like learn to play more with the band i'm still figuring all that out and i got into it but um i don't know I, I still hold on to like a lot of some of the you know more traditional old school players a lot but i don't know i still i mean i listen to crazy stuff i listen to frank sinatra and sam cook and mm. uh you know such a wide I've never thought about you though, Andrew. What are your your influences starting out? Not now. Yeah, I'm a weird oddball too. Um, I grew up listening to a lot of hip hop. That was kind of my first influence into like sector of rhythm, I guess. Um, and then around high school, I started transitioning. Not transitioning because I still do love hip hop. I still listen to it to this day, but um, really started getting into metal and um, stuff like. I think Metallica was like my my uh, foot in the door into the metal world, so to speak. Um, a lot of people's foot in the it door. It is, yeah, yeah. They got me good. Yeah. Uh, but that turned into a love for bands like Avenged Sevenfold. So, like, The Rev is probably the, the singular most influential person. Myself as a drummer and just as a musician, musician in general. Um, but other... Um, uh, hip hop, like the the beats behind like a bunch of Little Wayne songs. I still use little iterations of um, beats from some of his old stuff and my current stuff. Um, he, he's what the, what he was able to do in coming up with just timeless beats and rhythms is actually really impressive. But yeah. I could go on for for a while on that. But which I don't know. Let me ask you this: I don't know much about Little Wayne and where he gets his beats. But like. Does he do, like do his own? No, he has like, producers. Okay. His producers' names are Scoob and Scoob and Shag. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can never remember his other one's name, but um, yeah, he has producers make his beats for him. Yeah, he writes all his lyrics. His his lyricism is top. Oh of the yeah, game for too. sure. If you ever sit and like read the lyrics or, or you know really listen to them, yeah, yeah, I've done that. And then we've got our singer who's not currently present, um, Kara. She, of course, is heavily, heavily influenced by uh, Haley Williams from Paramore. Um, in fact, before we got her into this band, um, she was actually in a Paramore cover band. Um, her name is Kara, and the cover band is called Caramore. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah. So pretty, pretty wide variety of influences, I guess. 
Yeah, we're not like I would say because I would think that a lot of bands they all listen to the same stuff or uh, some of them do. We're definitely not that. Um, I used to listen to a lot heavier music like back in the day. Like I mean, I was always into like Metallica and Pantera and stuff like that. But I don't know. As I've gotten a little bit older, uh, I've I don't know. I've kind of I listen to different stuff. I also love the shit out of some bluegrass. So. I never got into bluegrass. <laughs> Any given sin, still sinking.
that's awesome. I mean, plenty of background for all you guys to do what you do. I mean, yeah, it is for it, sure. It definitely brings it out, doesn't it? Culminated into a very special and unique sound, I think, in that we're kind of able to rob elements of like pop and electronic stuff and merge that with metal and like alternative. And that that's a good stuff. that's a good point. Like, because I think what we're trying to go for, and we're still like do like figuring it out, I would guess, but like. We're trying to take these uh, aspects of like pop music, but make it palatable to people like us, you know, because I don't listen to, you know, Cardi B on the reg, <laughs> but like, uh, I, but like, I mean, stuff like that or like Lady Gaga or whatever. There's all these awesome, really honed in things that they do that I don't know. We try to pull some of that stuff and make it our own in some armies we've, we've done that since the beginning you would love Tasha. i dig the shit out of some billy eilish yeah, yeah. agreed yeah yeah very yeah. cool <laughs> <laughs> guys thank y'all again for sitting in on this podcast um really enjoyed picking your brain learn a little bit more about you guys yeah, we love it absolutely. this is i don't know i love yeah, doing is, stuff this like this so yeah <laughs> call us anytime Dude, we will definitely do this again. I'm thinking maybe a six month follow up, catch up, see what's going on, see what's new, see what's changed. Definitely, yeah. we would love that. We appreciate you having us, man. Because like, uh, I think that sometimes when we've gotten little stuff like this before, uh, the guys don't really—they're not really devoted. But uh, you definitely—I don't know—we're we're like proud. We, I don't know how to say the right word. We're very thankful, grateful to have you get us here this is cool yeah we've listened to a couple of your podcasts too like uh, as soon as we heard about you um especially the one with sister sleep because they're homies of ours so yeah. good dudes good dudes yeah oh yeah barry is a fucking awesome human being he is did you catch the one with uh mars uh uh no i didn't catch the one with mars oh well i interviewed her too so you got to go check it out <laughs> trust me fair atlanta bands i'm gonna get them on here that's cool. And if they're further away, I'm going to find a way to get them on here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, guys, again, thank y'all so much for coming on. Um, really enjoyed it. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you on all the platforms. Well, we're everywhere you stream music. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, whatever you listen to music on. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. All Sometimes that. it's hard to, if you just search speakeasy, we won't come up because there's a couple other speakeasies and their songs called speakeasy. So if you search speakeasy and then the name of one of our songs, if you type like speakeasy Medicate or speakeasy deny, yeah, uh, that's uh, a good way to find our stuff. Speakeasy underscore band is our Instagram tag. So yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And then you could just follow our link tree in the Instagram profile. Yeah. So. But we're the only speakeasy that's put out a song in like the last, I don't know, however many years. So maybe that will pull you <laughs> yeah, in a little bit yeah. too. But yeah. All so the other speakeasy are, speakeasies are active. Very cool. Uh, do you guys want to do like a bumper for this show? Just go around, say your name, and then at the end say this is speakeasy and you're listening to the Mosh Pit podcast? Definitely. Sure. So cool. you're saying like, or I don't know. Yeah, go for it. What do you mean? I'm Drew from Speakeasy, and you're listening to the Mosh Pit Podcast. What's up? I'm Andrew from Speakeasy. You are listening to the Mosh Pit Podcast. <clears throat> and I'm Aaron from Speakeasy. You're listening to the Mosh Pit con uh, Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Comcast. There's always one, isn't there? 
<laughs> I might have done it on purpose. I'm just kidding. Okay. But uh, yeah, man, thank you for having us. This was fantastic. Absolutely. And thank you guys. Listen, I'm going to bother you one more time. Today is actually my co-host's birthday. Oh, oh nice. Man. Happy so, birthday. Know, what, what's their it. name? Yeah. It's Haley. Haley Pearl, the sound chick. And I was going to see if y'all could do like a, hey, from the speakeasy to All her. Right. All right. So, hold on. We got to huddle up here. Um, <laughs> on three, we're going to say, happy birthday, Haley. Like that. Okay. <laughs> cool. Only you say Haley. Though. Yeah, I'll do okay. it. Okay. okay. All right. One, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, Haley. Happy birthday. There Good you job. go. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. <laughs> oh. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Um, I'll tag you when this one drops and we will catch up again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks guys. Bye. Half lives. Everybody knows it. I want to turn back time. Cause life was much better when I was nine. How can you sleep at night? When everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Yeah.